Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to another wonderful episode of the Sports Fusion. I'm your host, Harm, holding it down as always. Next to me, the genius called Rich. Introduce yourself to the people once again. What's going on, everybody? Another fantasy football episode. We're in the house. Yes, fantasy football junkies as we are. We're giving you yet another fantasy football episode. And this time we're doing actual rankings. Nothing fake this time. Actual rankings. If you had to draft your fantasy team tonight or whenever. What we're going to do this week, well, this episode rather, um... We're going to rank the skill positions, each one of them, running backs, tight ends, and wide receivers. We're going to rank the top 12 players in each of those positions. Okay, Rich, I just saw you shaking your head no. What's going on? <laughs> no, I didn't shake my head. No, I'm good. Okay, I thought I thought you were like disagreeing. You were like, uh, I'm not sure if we should oh, do no, top no, ten. No, 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 no. I don't know if we should do top twelve. I don't know if we should do. Oh no, no, well, no. We're we're in it for the long haul. We're we're gonna go twelve because most standard league you have is is twelve. Even though I see a few fourteen mans being formed this year, I I see a few ten man, but ten man is boring. I so agree. I I I'm gonna assume that. A lot of fantasy leagues is going to have more than 10 players to a league. So 12 is a pretty uh, solid number. So we're going to do top 12. Yeah, top 12. You know what? Um, I really was doing top 12 because I wasn't sure uh, if I could really fit in top 10 and be fair. It's kind of easier with the running backs to, to name a top 10 than it is the wide receivers and the, the tight ends a little bit. So I'm going to start off with, it seems like the easier side to go, which is the tight end position. I don't know if that's where you wanted to start, but I, I thought that was a little bit easier with the top 12. Because we already know who number one is, and that's the Gronk boy. Yeah. As long as Gronk stays healthy, he's a shoo-in for number one. Um, there's no better player to choose at his position than Gronk. Um, I, I, I would say... Um, because of, of injury risk, um, he is kind of uh, a risk to take in the second round, even though I see some people might possibly take him in the first. Um, Gronk is still a player on your team, if healthy, is going to be a difference maker. Most definitely Gronk is number one. Yeah, he is kind of special, and even, even off the field, he's a little special in a different type of way. But um, he's just kind. Of, he looks indestructible, but yet he's injured a lot. They, I mean, his team won a Super Bowl even without him. And man, what what this guy does on the field? He's like he's just like a he's basically a wide receiver, but just so damn big. There's nothing you could do. And Tom Brady's so great, he doesn't even need Gronk to win. But with him to win, they just seem indestructible. The thing about Gronk is. You just have to really count him for about 12 games a year and expect him to miss about three or four games out the year. But even with that type of production, he still manages to be top two, top three, or the the best in the league because he's just that damn good. And it's hard not to use a weapon like that. But I mean, everybody, anybody and everybody who pays attention to football knows Gronk is the man. And there's, there's there's not a close second. You have guys in the league that, probably can but the fact that you have the greatest quarterback of all time throwing him the ball 
Like it's it's hard though. It's hard to argue against him. Well, well, last year Gronk got hurt around week ten. Um, it was a Seattle game. I remember that game because I think I was playing against a player who had Gronk. <laughs> um, playing that week and and I got lucky and Gronk only caught. For I think it was 56 yards. That's still good for um, a tight end. That's to tell you how crappy the tight end is a little bit. <laughs> good for a tight end. It, it, the, the, the tight end position, first of all, last year was like crappy. Beyond crappy. If, if, if we had to rank, yeah, if, 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 if we definitely had to rank tight ends based off tiers, Gronk is number one, two, and three. <laughs> um, if you take a he look at to. his numbers from, from week five, six, seven, and eight, and they had a bye week in nine, um, Gronk had, um, in his lowest, um, for fantasy point production, um, 10.9 week five at Cleveland. And, and that was still, he, he still caught for 109 yards, 10 fantasy points. And this is in standard. Um, he, he is a tight end fantasy god. Yeah. He, he is every tight end that he, <laughs> he is definitely the one to pick. Number he might have, you know what? But, you but, know what? That's a given. If he was actually healthy, you can make the, if he was, if he was consistently healthy and played 16 games a year, you could legitimately make the argument that he could be number one overall. The, the same way that Antonio Brown was number one overall like two years ago. And you can make the case again for PPR in some cases, but um, Gronk is just that good. So there's not really much you can say about that. Just when you got people that good, you just have to you just have to allow their greatness to shine. He's just gonna be broken, and just accept the fact that he's gonna be broken. Well, yeah, I mean Gronk, Gronk is still the greatest tight end to to me, the the greatest tight end to ever play. Mm. Um, uh, uh, well, e- even though I'm I'm a I'm a huge Tony Gonzalez fan. And to me, Tony Gonzalez is the greatest tight end to also ever play. Uh, but there can't be two greatest. Right? Every time we, every time we uh, watch him, it's like, I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, I've never seen anything like that. He, he has three defenders draping on him, and he still grabs the ball with one hand and is rumbling to a touchdown. I, I, it, <laughs> it's impossible. It's impossible. Tony Gonzalez was more of a wide receiver than a, than a tight end. Um, he reminds me... More of like uh, Jimmy Graham, um, but but tougher. But but, but Gronk is but tougher. What happened? Yeah, but tougher. Yeah, tougher. M- much tougher. Most definitely. But but Gronk is Gronk. I I, I can't compare him to anybody. He just just watching him was is, yeah. is magic. But anyway, we okay. already know who number one is. Um, the 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 Titan. Um, category was a little bit difficult for me um, because according to the rankings for standard drafting, um, they have Jordan Reed um, extremely high. Right now he's ranked about um, uh, about late 20s, 28, 29. So overall um, player? Yeah, I think have him at 29. Okay. Overall, yeah, player overall. Um. I, I don't even have him as the second tight end. Um, um, below Gronk, I actually have Travis Kelsey at number two, especially with an absence of a Jeremy Macklin um, in that role. And I think Travis Kelsey gets a lot of looks from Alex Smith um, in that offense. So I think his... 
his receptions may go up this year if he stays healthy. Um, and behind him, I have Greg Olson. I had I had Olson. Wait, you have Reed as number two? No, I actually have Reed at number four. Huh. Okay, then we might have the same list then, because I have Olson. I have Olson at number two only because he's not injured. He's right. Um, Cam Newton's number one target, his most reliable target, and right. he grabs touchdowns. I, I, I will agree with you if they didn't draft a, a running back like Christian McCaffrey. Um, because they drafted a Christian McCaffrey, I kind of seen targets being taken away. Uh, last year, they didn't have a real running back um, to play that type of that, that type of role um, to be a, a, a catcher slash runner. Um, they, they, they didn't have a runner like a Danny Woodhead to come into that role. So, so I kind of... Um, taking down Greg Olson just a few notches, but but if it wasn't for that, I would definitely have him at number two. Well, I don't, I I still don't know how they're gonna have that offense being run, because when Christian McCaffrey got drafted to the Carolina Panthers, I was thinking, I'm not sure if he's gonna be used, and that team has never really had an offense where he can use a guy like Christian McCaffrey and use all of his abilities because what they used to do was okay well we're gonna have a bunch of power backs they're all gonna run it in there and you know you don't know what you're gonna do because Cam would run it in Jonathan Stewart would run it in you had Mike Tolbert that would run it in well well Tolbert's not there anymore right but that's how their offense was run and Jonathan Stewart is still on the team and right I'm still not sure how that offense is going to be run. That, I mean, I, I would need to see proof before I can go away from Olsen. If I see something right. in the preseason where they're trying to get Christian McCaffrey acclimated and they're actually using plays that are a little bit different, and I see Cam... Well, Cam is not going to run much in the preseason anyway, or even if he decides to play, but... I need to see how the plays are going to be run first before I can trust Ron Rivera in that offense, even though he's mm. a defensive guy. Right. And I, I could kind of see Christian McCaffrey taking a lot of the passing downs. And if, Well, he if, should. He that, should take it. But, I mean, guys guys who are rookies, they don't really see the field unless you know how to block. And I know he, he, was, he was excellent in college. I just, yeah. I just was disappointed that he went to this team. And the fact that the person who drafted him is no longer with the organization, I'm not sure how this is going to play out because they just fired the GM out of nowhere. Well, there's a buildup to his firing, and it didn't just start with Christian McCaffrey. It started a long time ago. Yeah, I know. It's, personally, it started with D'Angelo Williams and went on to Josh Norman. I, I, and a couple, I kind and of Steve think Smith. it kind of started with Steve yeah. Smith. Yeah. I, I, I kind of think it started with Steve Smith. Um. And and his his failure to communicate. In order to be effective, you gotta communicate in business, no, no matter what. And and you have to communicate clearly, and you have to have a clear vision. Well, that's very true. But, but you know what? I do want to stay on topic. And since Greg Olson was my number two, I don't know who your number two is. I already said it. Jordan Reed. Kelsey. Yeah, Kelsey. Kelsey's. My oh, Kelsey's two. your number two. Only oh, I didn't. I didn't hear you say yeah, Kelsey. Yeah, yeah. Kelsey. Okay. O- only reason why I picked Kelsey. That's my number two. Um, Macklin is no longer there. Um, also, I, I don't. It, the, the whole running situation kind of seems a little bit murky to me. 
Um, it looks like Tyreek Hill is really going to take over that number one position with Conley possibly at two. Um, I don't know who they're going to run at slot, but but it kind of looks like they're going to they're really going to utilize Travis Kelsey. And I don't know if Kareem Hunt is a real good passing down type of running back. Well, I'm he's an unknown, so I'm not, not sure about him. He's a complete unknown. Yeah, exactly. He's a complete unknown, so I'm not sure about him yet. Right. Well, right. I mean, um, he. Huh. Well, uh, we'll, he, we'll get into the we'll, unknown we'll to the, into the NFL system. Later, right. Right. Um, that's why I, I kind of put Travis Kelsey up there. I I, I think Kelsey is going to have a great year this year, and. Well, and he was the Gronk number one tight end healthy, last year in a crappy year for tight ends. Yeah, well, well, most definitely the the tight ends last year was terrible. I think the number one tight end last year didn't hardly average double digit fantasy points. Yeah, because so I was I had him in my other league, and I had I had Kelsey trying to trade him because I needed a wide receiver, and I couldn't even get a wide receiver too. That's probably because they were stingy in that league too. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> for a down year for tight ends, having the number one tight end and not being able to trade him just tells you that sometimes you play in a league where they're just stingy. There's nothing you could do there. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but um, Kelsey was my number three. So, I mean, we could stick on Kelsey a little bit. I, th- I felt like if I-, I would switch Kelsey with Olsen if I trusted... Alex Smith. I don't really trust him to do much because when he had a talented, when he had a talented tight end, he didn't do much with Vernon Davis for a few years. And then when they got somebody who could actually throw the ball down the field, Vernon Davis was basically the best tight end in the league in in San Francisco. And uh, you know what? I'm not convinced that Alex Smith will do justice by um by Travis Kelsey and. Even last year with him being number one, he still wasn't, he was pretty good, but he, he disappointed a little bit. 85 receptions and more than 1,100 yards. Um, I, I think those are good numbers. The only thing that really disappointed and, and, and to, to, to your argument and what I truly agree with you is that Travis Kelsey was really rarely found in the end zone. That's Alex Smith. And, for you. Yeah, and that, and but but yeah, that's that's the argument about Alex Smith. You know, he, he's all he's Mister. I will steal your touchdown by running running it in. <laughs> that's what he does. He, as <laughs> soon as he gets that, into the goal line, he's like, ah, let me just screw everybody's fantasy team up and run it in with a smile. And Alex Smith with his nice little 14, 15 points fantasy wise, just disturbing. <laughs> So let's finish out the top five. Who you got at five? Well, we didn't get to four yet because Kelsey was my oh. three and and Olsen was your, I don't know, was Olsen your three? Olsen was my three. Okay, yeah. So then we could go to four. So so we have them swapped. Okay. Um. So I, I have Jordan Reed at four. Yep, we got the same one. He's special, but he's even more hurt than Gronk. The thing that scares me about this kid, he's one concussion away from leaving the nfl yeah he's, he's a concussion away from retirement I, I mean it's scary good how good this guy is and i did lose a championship by trading him to you the one year he was special <laughs> that, is very, that is very true um yeah i mean it's hard to trust him health wise but if you get him in a position where you could trust him which is a little sketchy 
because he will give you some great weeks. And Jay Gruden trusts him. Um, Kirk Cousins trusts him. And if he's going to have tunnel vision towards Jordan Reed, then Jordan Reed would probably be the number one tight end. But you could say that with a couple of tight ends on this list also. But talent-wise, he's up there with Gronk. Well, yeah, most definitely. Jordan Reed could win your fantasy week for you single-handedly. Oh, yeah. You can have Jordan Reed and eight other guys, random, and Jordan Reed will win your fantasy week. He, he, he has that potential to score more than 20, 20 fantasy points per week. Um, he had that one week against Dallas last year where he just went crazy and, and caught a couple of touchdowns for, for 95 yeah. yards. Um, he also had a week um, where they were playing Cleveland where he also caught a couple of touchdowns for 73 yards. He has these Des Bryant-like games where he, he doesn't really get you 100 yards. He doesn't really get you yeah, hardly but when, 80 yards. When he but blows he up, he blows up, man. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that dude yeah, is... He's a, he's a big target. That, guy, that guy's amazing. He's a very big target. He, he's a 2015 Jimmy Graham. Yeah. So, so I... So, so I, I, I will definitely give it to Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed is very safe for me at number four. Um, I don't have no problems. Yeah, but he did miss. Um, he did miss four games last year. Uh, four games is not bad for. Jordan yeah, Reed. but he was hurt in like two others. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's but, the thing. But, I mean, I mean, that's quite understandable. Because in in weeks thirteen to, me, to sixteen. He gave you a total of 1.6 fantasy points in standard. I'll tell you what. If my tight end, right? If my tight end can get me 7 or 8 points per week, that's solid. Well, that's all you That's all you really if need it, from a tight end. Yeah, that's all you really need. Exactly. However, I, I mean, agree. if you get a great one, it, it really adjusts your roster into pretty good to, oh my God, I could win this league. And if you pick the right Most tight definitely. end, if you have a solid team, chances are you're making the playoffs. Most definitely. And remember, um, last year, Jordan Reed gave up a lot um, of targets because it, it, it was it was spread across. There was Crowder. Uh, there was Jackson. There was another tight end um, that he also had to share with. Um, there, there, there was a lot of mouths to feed. Um, they also go. They also have a, a, a Patriots-like type of offense where they have Thompson that also catches passes in the backfield. So it, it's it's really difficult for Jordan Reed to really gain the targets that he need necessary to be a real tight end um, in in fantasy. But the numbers don't lie. Jordan Reed is definitely legitimate when he is healthy. He averages more than six, seven points a game. He he is definitely a tight end that you would just plug in. But I think his his round three and standard price tag is a little too high for me. I'm not sure if just, I wanted just, to go into to the um ah, like his his draft price right now. I'm because I, I know I know they're doing like mocks right now, but I think if you give it another week, that's that's when you really start seeing like draft values start to make sense, you know, closer to preseason. I, well, yeah, I'm I'm only talking about his value in terms of um his 
current numbers um, from from last year and also what what True. we know about him. Uh, you know, you know, well, when when preseason starts, when the regular season starts, will of course um, the 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 stock of a lot of um, fantasy uh, uh, of a lot of these players they'll they'll rise, they'll dip. And also, um, with with a guy like Reed, these tight ends, um, the first four we mentioned, they're usually either the number one option or a very, very, very close number two option. And most likely, most of these guys are number one. Um, another guy, the, the fifth guy. My fifth guy is somebody who used to be number one for a little while and started coming back on, which is Mr. Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham last year, Jimmy Graham last year had... Decent numbers. Russell Wilson started to find him. He he actually started looking like the Drew Brees tight end that they were looking for all this time. And he had solid numbers. He had 300-yard games. He had tons of numbers across the board. Yeah, I mean, he didn't he didn't really finish the year strong, but he still gave you he still gave you two touchdowns within the last four weeks. And for a tight end, that's pretty decent. Um, but to be honest with you, uh, his last couple of weeks where they played Carolina, um, the Rams defense and Arizona's defense, that's a little tough. That's a little tough to end the year with. So that's probably a reason why they had. His numbers dip a little bit. But for the tight end position, Russell Wilson was looking at him. And for a tight end that great or used to be that great, that's all you can ask for. And this is fifth. And it's not a ringing endorsement for Jimmy Graham. But that's just telling you where the tight end position lies right now in the NFL. Um, He had he had 300-yard games. He had 189 game. And then the rest were around the 60s and the 40-yard games. And a couple catches here and there. But he's involved in the offense. And he looks like he's a guy that Russell Wilson trusts. And he's a number two option to Mr. Doug Baldwin. Who we'll touch on later. But um, I mean his rank his rank last year. He was fourth. And he's my fifth. Um, I don't know how far down the list you have Jimmy Graham. No. I I, I got Jimmy at number five. Oh yeah fifth. Sorry. Um, That's what I meant to but, say. Not fourth. This... Yeah, yeah, I I got Jimmy at number five, but 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 I only it this was tough. This one was a hard call because I I kind of I I, I kind of thought about it. I I really wanted to put Delaney Walker at five, um, because I, I I wanted to give Delaney Walker the respect that he deserves, especially in that offense full of weapons, and especially with a a second year quarterback. I, I really think Delaney Walker I respect deserves respect um, that, that, that he should be receiving at, as a top five tight end in this league. Um, but, but the only reason why I have Jimmy Graham ranked above him is because I took a look at the targets that Jimmy Graham got from last year. Um, he only received 95 targets um, last year as a tight end. And to me, that's relatively low. Um, comparatively... To a to um, Delaney Walker, who re- also received just a, almost about the same targets, he received seven more targets than Jimmy Graham. Um, Delaney Walker um, caught those targets on shorter yardage, even though he had more touchdowns by one than than Jimmy. So what does that say to me? 
that says Jimmy Graham is looked at more in the end zone. It says Jimmy Graham catches more passes and runs for a little bit more yardage than Delaney Walker. It also says that Jimmy Graham is more looked at down the field, um, especially in this type of offense that's just flooded with weapons. Um, in, in, in Seattle, he has Doug Baldwin. Um, um, he has a few more weapons that he can turn to this year, especially last year they were having the experiment. Well, that's why I kind of like Jimmy Graham more Rawls. than Delaney Walker um, because I feel that I, Tennessee added pieces that you didn't expect and th that gives Mariota more uh, people to throw the ball to. That's why I moved Delaney Walker a little bit lower than fifth. Especially, I, I, I agree with you, most definitely, especially with the addition of Eric Decker and Corey Davis. Um, <laughs> Was uh, Delaney again, Walker we'll, your we'll sixth? Receivers later. Um, um, okay. Huh? Well, yeah, I, 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 have I don't. At I don't have him at six. He's just special. And I got who you got. I probably should, but I have Tyler Eifert higher. And Tyford is another one of these guys who is extremely healthy. Who's not? Oh, excuse me. Who's not extremely healthy? But. I what I look for in certain positions is I need to know how how many targets are going to going to go around the entire team and how acclimated are you into the offense. You can argue that Delaney Walker and Tyler Eifert both have the same meaning in their offense. However, um, Tyler Eifert is hurt a lot and has been hurt a lot, but at the same time. Delaney Walker has, you have Rashard Matthews, you had Tajay Sharp, but, you, but you're not really counting him. Um, you just added Eric Decker, you're trying to run the ball with DeMarco Murray more, and you, you have Derrick Henry in the backfield that you want to give more touches to. Mariota could run the ball himself. You just drafted another rookie who is a little hurt right now, but you did draft him in the first round. So... You have different pieces compared to Andy Dalton where the guy that they drafted is hurt. He might not play. Um, this is the second year without Marvin Jones and uh, Mohamed Sanu. And you still have A.J. Green there, but Tyler Eifert was the guy that you were giving it to. Giovanni Bernard, the running back who usually catches the ball, hurt and might miss a couple of games to start the season and the fact that Jeremy Hill stinks and you have a rookie at running back Joe Mixon we will get to later but I like the fact that Tyler Eifert has a little bit of freedom so targets could go his way more that's why I have him at that's why I have Eifert at six and Delaney at seven I I, I would agree with you if I can predict the future if I had a DeLorean, I mean, we that can't, I could jump but that's into, what we're trying to do. <laughs> if, 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 if I had a DeLorean that I could jump into and, <laughs> and I can go get me a sports almanac, I, I, I think um, if I can see if Tyler Eifert will be completely um, free of, of all the injuries, um, most definitely. Tyler Eifert is a touchdown machine. Yeah, he is. Um, I, I had Tyler Eifert in one of my fantasy leagues, leagues last year, and I, I, I tell you what, he got me into the playoffs. Um, he's he's one of those guys that he's always looked at in the end zone, and I'm not one of those players that really care about red zone receptions. Red zone receptions is 10, 20 yards. If 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 you're catching red zone receptions, that doesn't mean anything to me. 
you need to be in the end zone and catch passes. And that's what Tyler Eifert does. Tyler Eifert came back from injury around week seven, if I'm correct. Um, that was that Cleveland uh-huh. game. And, and he started out very slowly. The next week against Washington, Tyler Eifert went for 102 yards with a touchdown. He had a bye week. The next week was against my Giants, my guys, scorched them for 96. Yeah, that was rough. And, and just continuously, Tyler Eifert kept on catching touchdowns. At the end of the season, he had five touchdowns. Well, the Giants, the Giants were always horrible against tight ends, and they always had trouble keeping tight ends. And that's why they drafted one this well, year. <laughs> but he's not in, he's well, in the my, not in my Last top year, t- but But despite playing only, what was it, um, I guess... Despite playing only seven, yeah, eight, eight games, games before he gets hurt again. Um, yeah. right. And he got hurt Tyler at the worst Eifert, time of the year, week fifteen. <laughs> One right. catch Tyler for nine Eifert yards and then number ten apart. in touchdown receptions. Yeah, but he was good those couple of weeks that he's there though. Yeah, because he's yeah. always no, good those couple eight, of weeks that he's there. Number ten in touchdown receptions. So, so, so I'll I'll give it to Tyler Eifert, even though I I can't rank him above above Delaney Walker. I get it. I still think Delaney Walker is that sneaky kind of guy. And and I I tell you what, when's the last time you really sat down and watched a Tennessee Titans game? I mean, they should run the offense through Delaney Walker more, but for some reason they don't. No, no, no. It, it's like my my point is, every time somebody scores a touchdown, it it you're looking at the TV like, okay, I guess, I guess it's Delaney Walker, but it's not Delaney Walker. Yeah. And and that that's just the kind of player he is. Last year, Delaney Walker caught the seven touchdowns. Seven. Seven with 800 yards. So I, I, I kind of see him doing the same thing again, Um, even though he's a year older. And he has all these young guys around him, especially touchdown Eric Decker. Um, <laughs> I, I still kind of see him re- repeating the same as last year, even though 102 targets might be a little far-fetched um, for him. Okay. But, but either way. Um, yeah, he's solid and consistent. That's pretty much what uh, Delaney yeah, Walker is. Most definitely. So, so who you got? Um, that Delaney was my seventh. Did you have a seventh guy that I didn't touch? Um, no, no, no. Seven, seventh I have Tyler Okay, Eifert. so then it switches around. This is where it may get a little tricky because I don't necessarily trust him, but I had to put him here just because of who he's with now, and that's Martellus Bennett. Nope. At eight. <laughs> only because of Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> only because of Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I love him. I love him. I can't put him at number eight. Well, I, I trust Absolutely. him only because of Aaron Rodgers. That's the only thing. Like, I don't yeah, have another I, reason I, but to trust. To trust. I don't have another reason to trust Delaney Walker outside. What am I saying, Delaney Walker? <laughs> Martellus Bennett. Because he usually starts off very well, and then he yeah. kind of drifts off late. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean... I mean, there's other guys that I probably should have above there, but it's just that, I guess, when you have a guy as great as Aaron Rodgers and he's the only tight end that's there and he doesn't have any competition, not like when he was in New England and then he had uh, he had Gronk there, even though Gronk played a couple of games, but you knew that he was number two. When he had... Um, when he had uh, Jermichael Finley... Jermichael Finley was a hell of a player. And he got hurt, and then they never used the tight end again because they never really had a good one. And now they have a decent one. So let's see where he goes. I, I'm pretty sure Martellus Bennett will probably be further down your list. But that was just it for me. Who's your 
Who's your number eight? Number eight, Kyle Rudolph. I I I actually have Kyle Rudolph at number eight. I, yes, he's ninth for me. What happened? He's ninth for me only because I think his quarterback is butt cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> like I I can't I can't with with Sam Bradford, man. I'm sorry. Sam like, Bradford. He's he's broken all the time. Quarterback, but he's not broken. And I tell you what. What? Even with Sam Bradford. He's been Bradford, hurt so many times. Oh, hold on a second. Even with Sam Bradford last year, right? Kyle Rudolph had the most targets out of all these players that we've mentioned. 132 targets last year for Kyle Rudolph and 840 yards with seven touchdowns. Is he going to repeat that this year? Probably not. Um, well, he loaded up a lot in week 17, though. What happened? He loaded up a lot in week 17 against a Chicago team that gave up. Well, that was the best game of the year. He didn't crack 100 yards the whole year. Week 17, 11 catches, 117 yards, and a touchdown. Well, it's Chicago. What do you expect? But either way, I mean, (laughs) yeah, but 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 either way, he. I, I still see Kyle Rudolph um, at least, not even if he doesn't duplicate that amount of targets, I, I still see him in the end zone if he stays healthy. Um, the Man, same I, wish, of time. I wish Teddy Bridgewater was healthy because then you could see him, you could see him play so much better. Yeah. Just so much better. Yeah. And uh, for for me, Martellus Bennett, um, I actually do not have him in my top ten. Uh, it's understandable because th- there's yeah. other guys that you could put ahead of him. I just I just felt with Aaron Rodgers, like I think I think there could be something special there that that can work because uh, they're I can't say they're missing a guy that could get him in the end zone because Jordy Nelson is there, but I can't I can't trust. Um, Devontae Adams to be consistent, and I can't trust um, uh, Randall Cobb to be that consistent after what he did last year. Because after last year, Randall Cobb was consistent, and then last year he was hurt a little bit, and I'm like, that's a little sketchy. I'm going to say this, even though we're not talking about wide receivers. Right now. Huh? Right now. Right now, right. Last year... Is not this year for the Green Bay Packers. I get it. I get it. It's Jordy Nelson was a unknown factor last year, even though we understand his potential. Jordy Nelson, nobody knew if Jordy Nelson was going to be the Jordy Nelson of old or a broken one that we saw from week one to eight. After week eight, Jordy Nelson kicked on the Jets. Randall Cobb kicked on the Jets, and then Devontae Adams more than kicked on the Jets. It they looked phenomenal, um, and that offense ran excellent. And yeah, I probably could change my mind on on Martellus Bennett because he's usually really good early and falls off later. But I just when you have Aaron Rodgers there, kind of and a shiny new toy, sometimes they just try to use it. Of course, and and Aaron Rodgers loved to use his tight ends. 
But Martellus Bennett, is he better than Jermichael Finley? Is this like a Jermichael Finley situation? I don't know. Athletically, no, but consistent-wise, yeah. Right. So so if, if, if he can be anything like Jermichael Finley was in that type of offense, then, then I, I will definitely move um, Martellus Bennett up a little bit. But uh, un, until I kind of see how they're going to utilize um, Jermichael Oh, Michael Finley. How they're going to utilize Martellus <laughs> Bennett. I can't put him up there. Um, Jared Cook to me is not a he, – he, he's, he's not a bad tight end. He's just Jared a bad tight Cook? end in pressure situations. Jared Cook. It is Jared Cook. He's, he's, not, nah, he's not a great he, he tight end. he ain't that trash, man. <laughs> huh? He's not that trash. Martellus is that trash, way better than but, Jared Cook. But he's not a good tight end. In situations where he need to be one, so well in fantasy Martellus that really Bennett, doesn't matter. But I get what you're saying. On in what fantasy happened? that really doesn't matter. But I get what you're saying. I have Kyle Rudolph, by yeah. the way, right under Martellus Bennett. But you got Kyle. I Kyle call, Rudolph. I have, for what? Kyle, I have Kyle Rudolph right under Martellus Bennett because of his ability and the fact that he's okay, not so really fighting Kyle with Kyle another Rudolph tight end. At nine. What's that? You have Kyle at nine. Yeah. Who do you have at okay. nine? Okay, my main man, Jack Doyle. Okay, that's a little... It's a little unusual. It's a little unusual. But but you don't have anybody no to competition. Really compete against. And, Except for T.Y. Hilton and, and Dante Moncrief. Yeah, no. And now really. the wide receivers. No other tight end in terms. No other tight end. Of, got you. Yeah, yeah no other tight ends. There's no Dwayne Allen there. Yeah. You know, so... so so this this might be a uh, Kobe Fleener. He's in my top fifteen, huh? He's in my top fifteen. I don't know about top ten. I, I got him at nine. I got him at nine, and, and nobody can shake me. After what? after <laughs> after he he's also another guy that got five touchdowns last year with only seventy five targets. So so to me, his targets are, is definitely going to increase. I can actually see Jack Doyle. Getting an additional, uh, I'm I'm gonna be fair and say an an additional 15 or 20 targets, right? Yeah. I can see him at 95 targets, and if that happens, um, last year he caught about 584 yards. Then I give him another 150. <laughs> yeah, I give him another 150. So. I have him at about over 700 yards with, with about seven touchdowns. I, I think Jack Doyle comes in. Yeah, he rules. And, okay. Oh, Doyle and, and rules. A yeah. Sneaky type of tight end. Yeah, he's decent. He's decent. No, I, I think he's a little more than decent. I think Jack Doyle really comes in and steals the show, especially in, in, in Indianapolis next year. Um, but, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, and, and you say you had Kyle Rudolph at nine, right? Yeah, I did have Kyle Rudolph at uh, at nine. Uh, we spoke about him already. So my tenth yeah. guy actually is sharing, which is a little unorthodox, but because of the other guy who's old, and I feel that this may be his breakdown year, but he breaks down a lot, is the replacement for Antonio Gates, which is Hunter Henry. 
Yeah, I have him at ten as well. I like I liked his game. I like the the fact that he was really grooving with Rivers. I like the fact that he was scoring and not really catching more than six balls. Every time he catched five balls or more, it was always about 70 or 80 yards that this guy was producing. And every time he had, if he gave you four catches, he was giving you a touchdown basically last year. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, except for week three against Indianapolis, but he gave you five catches and 72 yards. So that's not too bad. When he gave you four catches against the Saints, it was 61 yards and a touchdown. Three catches against Oakland with 74 yards and a touchdown. When he had six catches against Denver's defense, that was his best game of the year against Denver's defense. Mm. 83 yards and a touchdown. And mind you, he is sharing the tight end duties with Mr. Antonio Gates, who refuses to retire. Because if he did then I might move him closer to top five. But the fact that he is actually sharing, it's a little different. But he is catching a good share of touchdowns, which he had about eight last year. So I like Hunter Henry's game. I like everything about Hunter Henry. I agree with you in terms of targets last year. This looks like a very thin bologna sandwich. It's, um, <laughs> when you look at, when and you- plus they lost Mike, and lost, plus they lost Mike Williams possibly for the year. Well, yeah, yeah, possibly his herniated disc um, in his back might require surgery, so it might be season-ending. Um, but remember, they yeah. still have weapons. They they still have Keenan Allen. They still have Tyrell Williams. They still have Dontrell Inman. Yeah. So, yeah. And they still have Travis Benjamin exactly. plus Melvin Gordon. So they have weapons, exactly. but exactly. He, he still gets work. And they still have Those Melvin weapons Gordon. were there last year. So uh, for number 11... I have a guy who people thought was going to be great, and he hasn't panned out completely, but he's starting to turn it on, and he's got a new quarterback, and that's Zach Ertz. Well, he had him last year, but he was starting to turn on a little bit when the offensive line was healthy, and I think I think this might be the year where you finally see, oh, Zach Ertz is now coming into his own. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm sounds not like you disagree with me a little bit. Was that? I'm not going to argue with you against Zach Ertz. Um, to me, Zach Ertz is a little bit down my list. He falls out of my top twelve. Um, okay. And oh, only only because he's just so annoying. It's you cannot. Well, when you get this far, a lot of these uh, tight ends are annoying, man. Yeah, uh, Zach Ertz is he he catches passes. That's what he does. Yeah. You know, he, he, he goes for yards and catches passes. And and when you play another team that has Zach Ertz, some, a lot of the times you wish you had him on your team instead of that person. Um, he, he's a type of player that will go for eight receptions and 85 yards. And or 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 the, the week he had against Washington for 10 receptions and 112 yards. It's he has that real sneaky type of ability where you his projections never match the game that he actually has. It it's it's Zach Ertz this week against the Dallas Cowboys is projected to only have seven points, and all of a sudden Zach Ertz has 13. Well, it's hard um, to do. It's the, the projection on points. 
that's hard. That's hard weekly because, I mean, there's so many factors that you have to look into and it's never really going to be accurate. So the projections are a little tricky. You have to just, you just have to be, you have, you just have to choose a number that you're going to be happy with and it doesn't meet your expectation or not because projection numbers are a little iffy, but with Zach Ertz, I, I get it. But who's but, who's at that number for you? But but you know what? But, but before I, before I choose my person, I, I I will agree with you on one thing. Zach Ertz is Mister Dependable. I don't know about I don't know about Mister Dependable. That that's no, he uh, is, and I can prove it right now. Oh. But his career, he's only had ten drops. So so let's get one thing straight. Oh, you talking about reliable hands is a bit different. Yes. So so Zach Ertz. Can catch a football. Of course, he's just never been thrown to. Can he catch much. it in the end zone? <laughs> That's all on Carson Wentz and that offense. But 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 me at number eleven, I actually have Martellus Bennett at number eleven. Um, I I I I just don't see him that high at at, at where 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 you put him at number eight. Yeah. But 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 I have him at number eleven. We already spoke about Martellus Bennett. So I guess I'll tell you my number 12, huh? Sure. All right. And ending this list <laughs> is not Zach Ertz. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really, I really kind of fought with myself. I really wanted to put Cameron Brait um, out on this list at number 12. But with um, OJ Howard, I don't know if they're going to go to a two tight end type of system. Yeah, um, at this so specific I, point, I had Bray at like 15. Yeah, um, but but I played it safe a little bit, and I put Eric Ebron at number 12. Yep, we and, had the same dude. And, and everybody res- disrespects Eric Ebron, and I, I'm going to let you know this. We had the if same, Eric- We had. I had the same list, man. <laughs> I had the same uh, Eric Ebron at 12, but I had yeah. Jack Doyle right under him, but we spoke about him yeah. before. Well, yeah, we we already spoke about Doyle, yeah. but if you take a look at Eric Ebron and he's there available for you in like the twelfth or the thirteenth round, and you don't have a tight end, take him, take him. This 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 yeah, this that's true. This Jim Bob Cuda offense. That, that's with true Matthew because Stafford. He was hurt last year a little bit, but if you really think about it, he's the second option on the team. Um, he's He's their red zone target. He's their option. Um, last year, he didn't have that terrible year. He just was hurt a little bit. I mean, yeah, he was. He he didn't give you great touchdown numbers because he gave you one throughout the year. But he was being used in the offense. He was getting yards. So I would actually trust the yardage more than I would trust how much you're being, how many touchdowns you actually have on a year. Because once you have the yards, it's only a matter of time before those touchdowns start clicking in. So he had a game where it was seven catches, 79 yards, seven catches, 92 yards. Then the following week, he had 70 yards. Then he had four catches, four catches, four catches, eight catches, and six catches. You're being used in the offense that much. Uh, he missed he missed weeks five through seven, but he's been he didn't have anything less than three catches the entire year. And the year that he had those three catches, it was uh, well not the year, but the the game that he had those three catches, it was seventy yards, and he ended up running for a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> which is his only other touchdown for the entire year, which which was a weird game, but 
still, you being used in the offense that much, like he's he's definitely a top twelve a tight end. So if you if you accidentally say, Oh man, I forgot to draft a tight end and you draft him as a tight end, he may end up being one of those guys that you draft late and then you're so thrilled with him being your starting tight end. And you know what? It it is annoying when you draft him because people have been saying that for the past like three years that he's gonna blow up. But you know what? Maybe he may never blow up, but at the end of the day he's being used in this offense a lot. Well, so it's hard to Oh yeah. It's hard to look away from that. Yeah, most definitely. And he's reliable. Uh, look, if 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 you really look at it from a a a far away perspective, um Eric Ebron last year had more fantasy points than CJ Fedorowicz. He had more fantasy points than Hunter Henry. He had more fantasy points than um Gary Barnage, um Kobe Fleener and all those players last year were chosen above um eric ebron um ebron is definitely worth a look um especially if you find yourself not getting the jordan reeds or the the olsons the um, kelsey's the grams the eiferts the gronks you know right those type of dudes yeah and then you miss it and you're like damn i have to go back yeah yeah he's definitely a, a decent fallback option Exactly. And remember what we just said. You don't have to expect the world from your tight end. That's what your skill players are for. True. Um, your the, the the best numbers your tight end can really put up for you every week is seven, six points. If you can get that from a player... And this is standard leagues then, we're talking about. PPR can be a little different because you have to add in the catches. Yeah, and, yeah. P- but because stan- uh, PPR, he, he was even more decent when you count the amount of catches that he had. So he, he was a little bit more reliable when you counted there. And, you know, PPR, you're going to have those situations where you don't really care about two touchdowns as much as you should because if you get in the catches, then it really doesn't matter because your, your team is going to be looking solid. Exactly. And Ebron is that type of tight end that will do that for you. And especially with the absence of Anquan Bolden, there's, there's more targets to get spread around. Um, even though when, when we get into the wide receivers, I'll kind of touch base a little bit about the Detroit Lions. <laughs> but, but Eric Ebron is a, a safe bet at number 12 at tight end. So don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Google Play. Also check out the sportsfusion.com website. And if you need some fantasy drafters, then we have a professional site that's out there called draftwithprecision.com. You can use the promo code DRAFT and you'll get 20% off your first purchase. And we'll give you straight up and down on time decision making on draft day we can take over your draft for you if you don't have time to draft and we have the ability to take control of your fantasy team if you don't have time to run it on sundays or whatever day that you need a day to have somebody take over your team for you we are able to do that for you now as your host harm i'll holler at y'all people later the genius rich take care but as fantasy junkies as we are we can't wait till this season starts later people peace